Hello there, and welcome along to Planet Sport Football Africa, a passion for sport production where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent, and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined by Ida Waringa in Nairobi, Kenya, and by Stuart Weir in the UK. And on this week's show, we have an Arsenal special as we ask if things might improve a bit for the Gunners this season. We speak to Robbie Lyle, the founder and host of the AFTV YouTube channel, formerly known as Arsenal Fan TV. He's a big fan of Captain Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. He's one of the nicest footballers I've met. He's very flashy. He's got a lot of big cars and stuff like that. But when you meet him, no matter who you are, he's so humble He's such a nice guy, and um, I'm really proud that he's a captain of Arsenal. And also we have Ghana's legend Thierry Henry on African football, and we hear about the experience of going back to the stadium to watch the game, as fans were allowed at the friendly between Brighton and Chelsea last weekend. So it's a Ghana's special on the show today. Arsenal, a team greatly loved across Africa, especially as they've had so many great African players over the years, including Nigeria's Mwanko Kanu and Ivory Coast's Kolo Toure. Well, the Gunners ended a poor season on a bright note by winning the FA Cup, and then last Saturday they won the pre-season Community Shield, beating Liverpool. And Gabon striker Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is looking likely to sign a new contract, making Arsenal fans hopeful of a better season. Now, the AFTV YouTube channel, formerly known as Arsenal Fan TV, has over 1.2 million subscribers around the world. It's an independent channel for Gunners fans, and Ida's been speaking to the channel's founder and host, Robbie Lyle, first on the changes last season in the new era without Arsene Wenger as manager. Yeah, I mean, we've had, the last season we had three managers. And, you know, before that, we'd had one manager in 22 years. So, you know, it's, it's a period of transition and it was a very bad... I mean, last season, I know we won the FA Cup, which was fantastic, but we finished eighth in the league. That's our worst ever finish in the Premier League. So you can understand why fans were getting very, very frustrated. The performances were very poor, um, you know, and the fans, you know... We, we, we are used to, we're, Arsenal's a huge club and we're used to success. And since we've moved to the Emirates Stadium, you know, we've not been really competing to win the league. And last season in the league was terrible. Um, so yeah, you, you got to understand the frustration of the fans. Right, because it's gone from, you know, missing out on the Champions League to now even missing out on the Europa League if it wasn't for the FA Cup, you know. Exactly, exactly. Um, we still managed to make it um, into Europe through the FA Cup. But, yeah, we would have missed out completely. And that shows you how poor the season was. Um, but I, I really do think, you know, it's, it was always going to be tough after Arsene Wenger. You know, I mean, he was there for so long. You know, he's kept it stable. And any time you've got, like, a manager that's been in place for a long time or anybody, you know, I mean, even if it's a... Prime Minister, President, whatever, they've been in, in, in sometimes there for a long time and then they leave. You're always going to get that transition period and um, that's what's happening at Arsenal at the moment. 
And, you know, Arsenal has a huge love and fan base here within Africa. Of course, for obvious reasons, Robbie, Arsenal has given and established a lot of African players, and especially during Arsene Wenger's time. What are your thoughts, Robbie, on the current crop of African players at the Emirates? Yeah, I mean, um, we've got um, Saka, um, who's, uh, although he's born in the UK, but his parents are Nigerian, um, fantastic, I'd say, one of the best young players in Europe right now. Um, and he's emerged by coming through the academy system at Arsenal. It's, it's going to be really interesting to see who he chooses to play for because he can play for even Nigeria or England. I think Eddie Nketiah can play for Ghana or England as well. His parents are from um, Ghana. So there's always been a very strong um, African connection at Arsenal. You know what I mean? From going back from right in the day when Kanu came in, you know, we've, we, he, he, I think, especially really, you know, got a lot of um, African people following um, Arsenal. Um, and Arsenal's always just had a lot of black players that, you know, fellow black people can relate to, like Ian Wright going right back in the day. So I'm, I'm glad that we continue that tradition, you know. Um, and as I said, I was let down by when I actually wanted Wanyama at Arsenal because I was like, you know what, I think he'd be good because... We needed a defensive midfielder, so I was really disappointed when he ended up going and going to Tottenham. But he did have a good career, um, and he has gone on to. Do, I think he's in the MLS now, isn't he? Right. So he's, he, yeah, he's he's had a good career. So and you know to come from Kenya or any country abroad and to make it in the Premier League is very very difficult. So I think you know people in Kenya can be very proud of him. What about the likes of Aubameyang, the likes of Nicolas Pepe? Your thoughts on them? Well, again, um, Abamyang, one of the best players in Africa. Um, and again, an exceptional player. Pepe, I think we're going to see the best of him next season. I mean, in Abamyang, again, I absolutely love the guy. I hope he signs a new contract at Arsenal, but he's, he's, he's been one of those guys. When we talked about communication earlier, his communication with the fans is brilliant. He's a brilliant player. The fans, they absolutely adore him over here. Um, so, and he's the captain of the club as well. So again, I think that's really significant that, you know, a guy, an African guy is captain of Arsenal Football Club. You know what I mean? That's fantastic. So, um, no, they're, they're brilliant players. Brilliant, brilliant players. Right. And, uh, I believe he was the first African player to captain a winning Arsenal, uh, side in the FA Cup. So, you know, setting records yeah. while he's at it. And of course, scored the two goals that got us, um, two goals in the semi-finals, two goals in the final. Right. Big, big goals for Arsenal. And like you said, the captain lifting the trophy. I mean, since the guys joined the club, he's been absolutely brilliant. He won the golden boot last year. He just missed out on it by one goal this year. Remember, he's not playing in the greatest team. Imagine if he, if we can get the team really playing to his strengths, he score even more goals. So he's been an absolute um, inspiration. I, I, I think for one player I'd really like to see us win something for is him because he has just not let us down since he's joined this club. He's been absolutely brilliant. And again, a guy that I've met a few times, and I've got to say one of the nicest people. Uh, I've met a lot of footballers. He's one of the nicest footballers I've met, you know what I mean? He's such a down-to-earth... I mean, you see pictures of him. He's very flashy. He's got a lot of big cars and stuff like that. But when you meet him, no matter who you are, he's so humble, 
He's such a nice guy and um, I'm really proud that he's a captain of Arsenal. And, you know, moving it back to this last season, it was a bit of a paradox, as we mentioned. What would you like to see moving forward? I mean, you have one of the, I think, most popular um, coaches I've seen at the Emirates in a while, Mikel Arteta. I think, you know, when he first got the job, I was like, I don't know. I think we need somebody a bit more experienced. But I have to say... He's been a breath of fresh air. He's come in. He's done a fantastic job. Um, he's won a trophy in his first season. He's getting the best out of all the players there. And I'm really hopeful going forward with this manager. I think he's really united the fans as well. The fans really do seem like they're behind him. And obviously winning a trophy, that really sets him in good stead. He has to be backed, though, by the owners of the club. You know what I mean? There's only so much you can do. It's all about the tools you have. And... He needs better tools if he's going to make a challenge, you know what I mean? So, but as a manager himself, I think he had a fantastic season. Remember, he, he even caught the coronavirus, recovered from the coronavirus and went on to win a trophy. I think he's been inspirational um, and uh, I, I'm very happy with him. We're focusing on Arsenal on Planet Sport Football Africa this week. The show brought to you by Passion for Sport. That's Robbie Lyle. He's the founder and host of the AFTV YouTube channel, which used to be known as Arsenal Fan TV. Uh, Now, Ida, he's very vocal, uh, can be highly critical and can clash with the club. So significant that uh, Robbie's sounding so upbeat. It's called the Mikel Arteta effect. (laughs) Steve, he's been honestly such a breath of fresh air at the Emirates, despite some, even Robbie, um, doubting him at the beginning. And as you've said, well, AFTV has been extremely critical of Arsenal in the past. I mean, so much so that even players such as Hector Bellerin came out to criticize the channel, saying that it was simply too negative. But the channel honestly has become a movement in and of itself, you know. So, yes, it is quite something to hear AFTV being so positive, so upbeat um, about the future of Arsenal, and especially having gotten their rise, Steve, predominantly during the Wenger out era. But look, one can see where they are coming from, honestly, because Arteta has already won two trophies in less than a month. You know, the FA Cup, of course, one of England's most prestigious cups. And while some would be quick to dismiss the community shield, as most of us saw with the post-match celebrations, I believe some things are about the morale of the team, uh, really more than anything else. And that's one of the things I would say, Steve, has really, really changed. You know, that mentality, that willingness to play for the badge. In the Community Shield, for example, Liverpool dominated possession in the second half, even pulled a goal back. Now, The old Arsenal, Steve, would have probably caved, uh, you know, maybe even conceded again, and the game would have been over, well over in the normal 90 minutes. But you could see that the Gunners pushed through. They might not have won pretty, but they won, and that's all that matters. Though it's often said that Arsenal... (laughs) are especially motivated, especially fond of any cup with uh, the acronym FA. 
<laughs> before it. I mean, they've won the FA Cup record 14 times. Um, they're now 16-time holders of the FA Community Shield, only behind Manchester United with 21. But look, hopefully, you know, for them, that they can make some proper signings because Arteta does look to rebuild the squad. But in all honesty, Arsenal tends to carry around that quote-unquote frugal tag, you know. Um, the board is always looking to save a pound, uh, despite charging some of the highest ticket prices in the league. Uh, but look, they got William from Chelsea. He can lend his experience, then signed Gabriel from Lille, a 22-year-old defender. And of course, Steve, all eyes on Aubameyang. Is he motivated enough to extend his term? We'll just have to wait and see. Yes, signs are promising that Aubameyang might stay with the Gunners. And Stuart, what do you think lies ahead for Arsenal this season as they continue in this post-Arsene Wenger era? Well, Arsenal have traditionally been one of the top clubs in England, normally finishing the top four. But it's now five years since Arsenal managed a top four finish. And you have to go right back to 2004 for the last time Arsenal were champions of the Premier League. And as Robbie said, last year finishing eighth was their worst finish for many, many years. We've said on several occasions that replacing Arsene Wenger was never going to be easy, not just because he'd been manager for 20-something years, but because he seemed to run the club from top to bottom, something that a successor was never going to be allowed to do. In Wenger's glory days, Arsenal were winning the league or running Manchester United close, and now it must be 10 years or more since Arsenal were genuinely competing for the Premier League title. I think the bottom line has been that the Arsenal squad of players over the last few years has simply not been good enough. So they've made two significant additions uh, so far. And remember, the transfer window runs for another couple of months almost. Willian from Chelsea, where he played for six years, he's got 70 caps for Brazil, is a player that I rate very highly. I think he can bring a lot to the Arsenal midfield. They've signed another Brazilian, Gabriel, from Lille, for $30 million. Now, he's 22 and has had only one season in the first team at Lille. While he looks a good addition to the squad, at 22, with only one previous season in Europe, I don't think he's going to transform the team overnight. Arsenal have also made permanent the signings of two players who were on loan last season, Pablo Mari who's a Spanish and 27, and Cedric Suarez from Southampton, where he played 120 games. But the thing that's strange for me is that these two players who were on loan last year got two and three starts between them in the Premier League. So they're not exactly key players, you'd think. Arsenal have also signed George Lewis, a 20-year-old born in Rwanda, but who grew up in Norway. Good to see another African in the squad. Mikel Arteta, I think, had a reasonable half-season because he came during the season last season. But I think, without any doubt, he's some distance from having a team which can challenge Liverpool or Manchester City. So I think another so-so season is about all Arsenal can expect. 
Thanks, Stuart. Well, we're asking for your views on this on social media this week. What can we expect from the Gunners this season? Will they do better than last season's eighth place finish? Can they get a top four finish? Maybe, perhaps even, can they challenge for the title? Give us your thoughts on our Facebook page. That's Planet Sport Football Africa, or send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five. Two three two seven eight zero. What do you think we can expect from the Gunners this season, having finished only eighth last season? Just to finish off this Arsenal special from the archives, Ida met Gunners legend Thierry Henry a couple of years ago. Henry ranked among the very best English Premier League players of all time, winner of two league titles with Arsenal and the 1998 FIFA World Cup with France. Well, Ida asked Thierry Henry which African country was the toughest that he faced and the African teams that he admires. Well, uh, we, uh, you, I'm sure you remember us losing against Senegal. I had the opportunity to play against a lot of African countries, but I remember, you know, Cameroon had a good generation. Uh, but I remember also the Super Eagles, Super Eagles uh, '94. That was a very, 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 very good team. The Nigerians were very good technically, tactically. They were strong, fast. Um, but you know, Senegal had a good run. Obviously, they beat us. Um, but I would say that the, the team that people I remember used to, especially when I uh, when I when I was growing up, because '94, I wasn't yet there, you know. And uh, but the, the Super Eagles were, were were pretty good, and, and Cameroon, obviously, winning winning the African Cup of Nation, uh, that was that was pretty good. I think they won the they won the Olympic Games, if I remember that uh, so that, that team. Nigeria also won the Olympic Games, so yeah, no, very good team. Yes, in 2000, Cameroon won the Africa Cup of Nations and Olympic gold. Nigeria won Olympic gold in 1996, and that Nigeria team of 1994 was knocked out by Italy in the second round of the World Cup. But with JJ Okocha and so many other stars, really should have gone much further. Uh, well, Ida must have been a great experience getting to meet Thierry Henry. It was, Steve. I remember fighting for an entire day for that interview, ultimately being done with it and thinking how the struggle to get it was totally, totally worth it. Henri is often lauded for being arguably the Premier League's greatest striker. He was complete, scored as well as he assisted. And when you talk to him, you realize just how intelligent he really is. I mean, he is a student of the game, a Acutely watches football from all walks of life, keeps his perspective very open, very broad, and he's quite observant as well. I mean, he knew quite a bit about African football. Another thing I appreciated, Steve, is that he took his time to learn about the culture of the place he was visiting because he was on a sponsored uh, tour of Africa, did Kenya and Nigeria. And once you're blessed to interview some of these top stars, you realize that few, to be honest, really take the time to do that. Henri didn't take his host's efforts for granted. Um, he didn't have to, but gave me quite a bit of his time as well, you know, and it was at the end of his tour, must have been exhausted, but still obliged and didn't just give me any run of the mill answers. Top, top man.
Well, getting to meet the legend Thierry Henry. Thanks a lot, Ida. This is Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport, and you can follow us on Twitter at Planet Sport FA. Now, on our website, planetsport.tv, there's a blog on the experience of going back to the stadium to watch football. Now, in the countries around the world where football has restarted, the situation is that in most cases fans are not being allowed in to watch, and it's looked a bit strange for those of us who've been watching European football on TV. Well, in England, the Brighton against Chelsea friendly last Saturday saw fans allowed in at a Premier League ground for the first time since March before the lockdown. And Passion for Sport digital media producer Russ Bravo was there. He spoke to Adrian Barnard about the experience of being back at the stadium. Yes, it was. In all, two thousand five hundred tickets were made available, and they were all snapped up pretty quickly, as you can imagine. And the the club only opened most of one stand uh, for the fans to sit in. We were all socially distanced, so there was probably two or three seats between each supporter. And um, you know, I I went with um, with my son, but we weren't actually even allowed to sit in the same row. Um, he was in the row behind. And um, people had to uh, wear masks, obviously, on the way to the stadium. Uh, on the concourses, they were allowed to remove their masks once they sat down. So people were there, you know, having a, a drink and a bite to eat beforehand. Obviously, masks didn't have to be worn while you were doing that. But for a lot of us, even getting on a train was something that most of us hadn't done for months. So, you know, the, the club actually uh, encouraged as many people as possible to go by car and had car parking available, which is is normally the case, but obviously much more restricted when you've got a crowd of thirty thousand turning up rather than two and a half thousand. But um, it was it was just great to, to to see everybody again, to see the stadium, to get in, sit in a seat, not not our normal seats, but it didn't really matter, and to see a game. And actually, the atmosphere was really really good. There were lots of songs sung, quite a few ironic. Uh, songs to uh, various players and you know making a light of the situation if you like but um people i think really valued just having their saturday football experience even if it was a a slightly surreal version of it having that back again that was that was just great for everybody and the results were really good i think the um the club were extremely pleased with how it all went i think the premier league have commented on the fact that it, it went off very smoothly and hopefully it paves the way for spectators to gradually come back to football. Don't know how long it'll be before we have a full stadium, but certainly there's hopes that um, when the, the season starts, there might be some fans in evidence, certainly in October, if not before. And um, there could be, you know, a return to Saturdays as we know them for football fans. Well, you've told us about the atmosphere, you've told us about the crowd. How about the game itself, a pre-season friendly, <laughs> Brighton and Chelsea? And Eve Basuma was playing for Brighton, the, the Mali player. Uh, how did he get on? And, and tell us about the game. Yes, Eve Basuma had a good game, actually. He is really maturing into a, a very dominant midfielder. Quite an exciting player to watch. He's, he's one of those uh, tigerish tacklers, so he's always trying to win the ball back for his side and um, likes to get up the field and uh, have a shot from time to time. The last game of last season, actually, the opening goal was scored by Eves at Burnley with a 25-yarder into the top corner, and that's something that Brighton fans have really been uh, looking forward to seeing 
from him. So I think this coming season is going to be a key one for him where he really could establish himself as a, uh, a player on the up. Yes, a hard-working midfielder is Eve Bissouma of Mali. That's Russ Bravo. You can read his blog on the thrill of experiencing some normality and getting back to the stadium. That's on our website, planetsport.tv. Just click on the blog section to get there. Let's go to social media. And last week we asked who will do best of the newly promoted teams to the English Premier League. Will it be former Giants, Leeds United, the championship winners? Will it be Fulham, who've gone straight back up after relegation in 2018? Or how about West Brom, who are back after two seasons in the championship? We've had another terrific response again this week. Here's Planet Sport Football Africa's Yvonne Mangunda. Thanks, Steve. And on WhatsApp, we start today with Ogada Caleb Samuel in Kenya, who says, I've been following the championship and I can easily discern that Leeds United have the upper hand given their impressive performance and the zeal to fight for a chance in the top flight of the most coveted league in Europe. I confidently take Leeds as the best of the three promoted teams, says Caleb. And Ronald B. Yanate in The Gambia agrees. I think Leeds United would do great in the league, says Ronald. That's because they have a good tactician in their coach, Marcelo Bielsa. He has a very good technique and his philosophy can help Leeds to do well in the top flight. Francisco Dodoma in uh, Malawi also goes for the Lily Whites. I know anything can happen in the game of football, but to me, the best chance goes to Leeds United, says Francisco. Alhaji Manga is in the Gambia. Leeds United will be a great surprise in the EPL, says Alhaji, simply because they've been in the championship for so long. They have stayed together as a team and rebuilt. The only mistake will be if the club drops any of the players that fought for the team's promotion. Ebrima Tevez Jata says, For me, Leeds will be doing well because they missed being in the EPL for a long time and they're building their squad with good, experienced players. To Nigeria now, and marvelous Orarewaju Abubakar says, Actually, when I look at the three clubs, I think Leeds United have all that it takes to do well in the coming season. They have a good coach and a lot of good players as well. And Musa Giba in the Gambia also believes the coach will be key. I will definitely be going for Leeds United because their performances in last season were great, says Musa. I'm sure they'll be one of the top 10 teams next season and the experience of their coach, Bielsa, will also count a lot. Well, let's turn now to the other teams. And Lepies in Malawi, I think Fulham will do better because they just spent one season out of the EPL so they know what to do, says Lepies. Mordud Rame in the Gambia also believes the cottages will do well. Film, in my view, are the team that will perform best next season, says Modu, because they play collective team football, and in the Premier League, that is the only solution for small teams. And Banabas Ande in Nigeria agrees. Film are back with a bang, says Banabas. I think they'll do better than the other newly promoted teams. The others may go down, but my money is on Fulham to stay up. They've got a healthy squad with great potential, a good coach in Scott Parker, and a near-perfect scouting network. With a few good additions, Fulham will be the newly promoted side to beat. But Ricardo Deco Ababio in Ghana disagrees. I think West Brom will perform best of the three promoted sides, says Richard. They're very good players. 
Enobo Botomani in Malawi agrees. The team I think will do best is West Brom because they have two seasons experience in the championship, says Noble. Another who believes the baggies will do well is Malik Ibojang in the Gambia. For me, it will be West Brom because of the experience of the players and the manager, Slaven Bilic, says Malik. And Mustafa Jata, also in the Gambia, agrees. To me, West Brom will be on track because after two seasons away from the EPL, they will put life over death to stay there. To me, they are the most powerful of the three promoted sides, says Mustafa. Musa Balde in the Gambia, currently studying in Ghana, says, I think West Brom will do well in the coming season simply because the experience is there having been a big EPL club in the past seasons, says Musa. For Fulham, I think they will struggle, but Leeds may also do better. And we always welcome your voice notes here on Planet Sport Football Africa. And here's Michael Mboka in the Gambia. These particular new teams that are promoted to the Premier League, will have a lot of competition. Fulham has been doing wonders over the years. It's just like the time that they have relegated and now that they've gained strength to come back shows that they can do different. And Leeds also, Leeds is a very wonderful club. As a matter of fact, it has very giant and gallant players who could decide the game at the dying minutes. So Michael's saying he believes that Fulham and Leeds will hold their places in the EPL this season. So then, Steve, in simple terms of numbers, Leeds United are picked by most of our correspondents this week as the team likely to do best in the EPL this season, followed by Fulham and then West Brom. But as Olutunde Adeleke mentions, at this stage before the season has started, maybe it's just too hard a call to make. I guess we'll have a better idea as the season unfolds. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Thanks, Yvonne. Plenty on the English Premier League new season on next week's show. That's it for this week, though. So from me, Steve Vickers and Yvonne Mangunda in Harare, from Ida Waringa in Nairobi and Stuart Weir in the UK, thanks a lot for listening. And Planet Sport Football Africa is a passion for sport production.